2: From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
1: Welcome, nerdy knights of the well-rounded Table 2 Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Padawan learner and defender of droids, Sarah O'Connor. Welcome,
2: welcome. Hello there. I'm Colleen McMillan, Rebel Scum collaborator and Jedi Master.
0: And I am pirate Jedi, Anders Drew.
1: While we vary in terms of our ranks here on BGS, one thing will always remain constant. Much to learn we still have.
2: So true, so, so true. So this season on Bohemian Geek Studies, we are taking a detailed dorky dive into Star Wars Rebels. Today we're diving into season two, episodes three and four, The Lost Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic, and I cried at the end of the last one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have done our best to scramble our signal, so we will be avoiding spoilers for future episodes of Rebels, but just in case, I'll throw in an adult content warning for the younglings.
1: So without further ado, let's hop aboard the Ghost and head to Lethal to explore our holocrons of knowledge. Colleen, let's open up that first holocron.
2: Yes, we're jumping right into the Journal of the Wills. This is the holocron where we discuss the plot and the synopsis summary for the episodes today. Episode three kicks off right after the destruction of Phoenix Home, which was the fleet's base ship, basically. And the Rebels need to find a new base... One that's like, in one spot, like, let's go to a planet and try and find a base where we can all take off from. The question is, where? They don't know where to go. Ahsoka suggests that they find an old friend for help. She passes the specter team the head of an old tactical (laughs) droid to help them find this mysterious friend, and the specter team heads off to the Silo system. Before they leave, Ahsoka tells Kanan to trust her friend no matter what. That always works out well. And uncertain. he's also
0: like, as he's leaving, he's just kind of like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. sure.
2: Fine. It'll be fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything is not fine. <laughs> when the ghost drops out of hyperspace at Silos, the ship systems are damaged from re entering real space. Harris stays with Chopper, hilariously yelling at him about the hyperdrive, while the rest of the team board the Phantom to go search for Ahsoka's friend.
1: The droid starts going to work, detecting something, repeating the code 7567. Seven. And in the distance, the crew spots a tricked out Clone Wars era ATTE Walker tank and flies towards it. But Kanan is overcome with foreboding and nerves. Aboard the Walker, hey, are three old guys <laughs> who Kanan recognizes as clone troopers. So he ignites his lightsaber and one of the clones, Wolf responds by firing shots from his rifle so things are tense fast rex breaks up the fight and ezra tells the clones that they were sent by ahsoka calming things down
0: that was an intense first meeting Introduction. and they're like because kanan is like they are going to kill us mm-hmm. and the clones are like shit,
2: the jedi are back for revenge yeah they're gonna kill themselves. <laughs> they're gonna kill us
0: So they go inside the tank, and Ezra tries to convince Rex to join the rebellion, but he says his fighting days are over. Kanan, who, I'll say it, rightfully mistrusts the clones due to his experience during the Great Jedi Purge, wants to get the intel, or not actually. He doesn't really care, and just get out of there. He wants to leave. Um, Rex convinces the clue to stay for just a little longer, Gregor invites the crew of the ghosts to join them on a hunt for Juppas as payment for the intelligence. Meanwhile, on board Admiral Constantine's Star Destroyer, the Relentless, Agent Callus, orders the dispatching of a probe droid to inven- investigate a coded transmission originating from Silos. Oops. <sighs>
2: so, back on Silos, Ezra doesn't understand Kanan's anger and mistrust toward the clones, and he tries to convince Kanan to trust them. Mm well played Ezra you're trying your best Kanan yep. painfully recounts the events of Order 66 which was really hard to watch um, when his clone trooper comrades suddenly turned on his master Depa Balaba and himself killing her Rex overhears the conversation and emphasizes that not all clones executed the order including himself mm, that's a little gray area from the clone wars y'all but we're just <laughs> yeah, gonna let it go but- for now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah rex i um, pretty sure you aimed a gun and you might have been the only clone but i guess we'll let it slide. he did resist
2: he did he resist. resist the only one we've seen actively resist yeah. the order so you've got that going for you rex but he's he's glossing over the truth here a little bit folks rex assures canaan that he wolf and gregor did remove their control ships however which is true they've all got that little scar on their head to prove yep. that it's gone mm-hmm.
1: Moving on, Zeb leads the hunt for a Jopa as bait.
0: Unknowingly the, at first.
1: <laughs> yes, totally unknowingly.
2: You look like a After great hunter. The, <laughs> let's go up front.
1: After the giant sandworm swallows him whole, the crew saves Zeb and succeed in killing the Jopa. After the hunt, Kanan remands Rex in honor um, his side of the deal and supply information for the rebel base. But before they leave, Rex convinces the rebels to stay for dinner. Yummy. When Kanan later contacts Hera, she reassures him that not all the clones were bad and they saved billions of lives, including hers. Mm
2: -hmm. Hera's always coming in clutch with the calming medicine for Kanan.
0: Gregor telling Zeb about like oh yeah this is the biggest one we got you must have been such a great hunter to take him down <laughs> was such a great way to like appeal to zeb's Snood ego things over. Smooth things over for the fact that he almost got eaten actually i think in technical terms he did get eaten
2: <laughs> and then shot at <laughs> <laughs> shot the cannon into the thing's mouth like zeb is in there what are we doing oh but it worked out fine Everything's yeah fine. <laughs>
0: So Sabine, intending to download Rex's intel onto a data tape, enters the tank's communications room and discovers that a clone contacted the Empire and shared information about Ahsoka. Everyone is surprised, except for Kanan. He, he's kind of like, yeah, I called it. Knew it. Mm-hmm. Rex confronts Wolf, who admits to alerting the, the Empire and hiding Ahsoka's previous communications and attempts to contact Rex because he wanted to protect his comrades from Imperial persecution on the grounds of helping a Jedi. Sabine then discovers the probe droid, who manages to damage the Phantom's engines before being shot by Rex. To be continued.
2: Ooh. Yeah, that was mm, tense there. We kind of knew that one of the clones had to do something to get the Imperials there. But it's still like, come on, Wolf. (sighs) <sighs> it all works out fine though you guys mm-hmm. next up is episode four and a storm is a bruin real and figuratively yeah her and chopper are still up in the ghost and tempt fate by saying there are no imperial ships in the area like we're fine cue star destroyer immediately afterward Hera shuts down all the systems on the ghost, including port shop <laughs> he's like no 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 no, and she's boop boops him and he's done his fault for not
0: doing the repairs right
2: that's true. And if he was active, they could sense him, like with the sensors. Mm-hmm. So that's fair that he needs to be shut down. So the specters are on their own for now, until Hera can be sure the starter shore can no longer detect the ghost.
1: Before parting ways, Rex gives Ezra a data chip containing a list of former Republic bases in the outer rim and Mandalore, as well as some old separatist bases. Ezra loves how well the team works with the clone. And once again, he's like pushing this mission, asks Rex to join in the rebellion. But Rex, once again, politely declines. He does, however, offer to stay behind to delay the empire so that the specters can try to escape and rejoin Hera and Chopper on the ghost. Callus contacts wolf demanding their coordinates and the rebels despite wolf's failed attempts at pretending his cybernetic eye was malfunctioning <laughs> oh man, that was
2: uh, close.
0: <laughs> so preventing the rebels from escaping a sam storm has broken out and not all Callus, in a nice little um, bit of arrogance decides against orbital bombardment and deploys three AT-AT walkers for a ground assault The Rebels flee into the storm, with Kanan and Ezra using the Force to guide them. After some great shooting and maneuvering, and trust in General Kanan, an Adat is shot in the neck and destroyed, allowing the clones ATTE to flee from the remaining two.
2: I love that part. Whenever they call him General, it's just fantastic.
1: (laughs) So cute. I love the deference that the clones give to Kanan, despite Kanan's total mistrust in them. It's great. Mm -hmm.
2: It's immediate, too. They're like, immediately, they're like, oh, a Jedi. This is great. We don't have to do it anymore. So back in space, Admiral Constantine, huge dick, you guys. Freaking Constantine. what, What a tool bag. He receives a transmission from Lord Vader, ordering him to rendezvous with his shuttle in space. So he's out of there, guys. He's like, "Callus can handle it. We're, we're leaving. Harris sees the ship zip away while she and Chopper work on the repairs. After the sandstorm clears, the Phantom departs and the clones remain to fight the two remaining walkers. Things get really worrisome for the clones. Like this, they would have died here. Like they all would have died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until Ezra convinces Kanan and the others to turn back and save them.
1: While Sabine pilots the shuttle, Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb commandeer one of the AT-ATs and turn its weapons on Calus' AT-AT walker and Rex destroys it with a well-placed shot. Callus and his men flee on a speeder and Rex ultimately agrees, finally, thank you Ezra, to join the rebels and return with the Spectre team. Back in space, Admiral Constantine greets the shuttle, but it doesn't contain Vader. Instead, it contains another Inquisitor who vows to succeed where Callus and Constantine had failed. Finally and wonderfully, the Spectre team returns home and Ahsoka is reunited with Rex.
0: Cue Colleen's (laughs) tears.
1: Yep. (laughs) So wonderful. You've grown older. So adorable. So cute. I love it. Well, let's move on to that second holocron, The Will of the Force, where we explored the theme or themes of today's episodes. And I think, you know, we can probably keep this a little bit shorter for episode three, at least. It's trust and mistrust, right? I mean, it's Uh just saturated in this episode dealing with Kanan's mistrust, Ezra's trust, the clones, frankly, being split on it, depending on which clone you're talking about any anything to add here guys
0: i think it's just really interesting to see how far ezra has come so quickly in terms of trusting people he i mean when we first met him he's very much the he's walled off not willing to have faith in anybody or anything other than potentially himself and even then it was kind of shaky yep so to see him come this far and i think that also gets at it's it's prob i mean it's definitely related to his kind of abandonment issues right generally when kids have been abandoned or you know in this case their their parents didn't like willingly leave them but they <laughs> they end up on their own anyway a lot of times they they can go one of two ways they like form these like instant tight bonds with people based on any mm-hmm. sort of affection or they completely wall themselves off so we're kind of seeing him move We've seen him kind of move between those two extremes. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see him still try to inspire Kanan, though, who is rightfully, based on his history, not necessarily just going to blindly trust these clones.
2: Right. And the clones, too, seeing a Jedi are like, oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) This is is not going to go well for us, you guys. Like, We're really good fighters, but he's got a lightsaber, and he's a Jedi, so... mm. Definitely a lot of communication is really important in this episode, too, with establishing trust and trying to break down those kind of barriers, which is really great to see. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, moving on to episode four, we chose United by Inspiration, where Ezra convinces Kanan to turn back and help the clones defeat the Walkers. And he also convinces Rex to return to fight against the Empire. Both Kanan and Rex were inspired by Ezra's openness and conviction, like we were just saying with respect to episode three. So, I mean, you can really see it build up over these past two episodes. Ezra's maturity,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's great to see that he can do this. Like he's not mind tricking anybody, right? He just is that inspiring? There, it doesn't take very long for either of them to be like, "Yeah, you're right, Ezra." <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a program. certain
0: there's a certain purity in what he's doing, and he's basically saying he, he's saying what he said in that transmission that basically yeah. has started to coalesce the Rebel Alliance around itself, mm-hmm. right? That we're
2: stronger together.
0: We are stronger together, and mm-hmm. we have we need to do what's right. We have the ability to stand up, and we should.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say, I mean, slightly off topic here, but. You know, it is a little uh, strange how many times people are willing to sacrifice themselves in these to allow others to escape, to try and to kind of fall on that grenade so that everyone else can get away. And then the people who get away, like, won't let them actually do it. They're like, no, 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 we're going to come back. (laughs) We're going to come right back (laughs) into the zone that you just allowed us to escape from to pluck you out.
1: (laughs) Yes. That is a good chestnut of a ploy.
0: It is just a little point. I mean, Hera actually called Ezra out on it after Kanan. Ezra's
1: the comeback kid. He always comes back. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe in no-win scenarios.
1: Exactly. And it worked out well here. (laughs) Well, looking at a continuation of kind of a series theme, we look at PTSD and the cost Mm -hmm. of war. This idea of when have you done enough? Rex coming out of retiring. um, When has he earned that rest? And is that rest even possible in this world? I would say in many ways, no. Mm
2: -hmm. This is, it happens a lot in Mandalorian too. These people are still trying to recover from that war. So it's realistic here that they would be really wanting not to engage in any sort of conflict because they have this deep history with it but then being unable to ignore the kind of call to action like they just it's in their blood for the clones they yeah literally yeah literally this is what they were raised to do so them being that adamant about not going and joining the fight but then when there was a fight they were like this is amazing you guys (laughs) are so ready to, to fight these imperials like they charged an at at with their tank walker like yep. we are definitely gonna die guys but let's go out with a freaking blaze of glory and for keenan it's just like mm. he he was in retirement too for a really long time before hera kind of gently nudged him
1: into being absolutely
2: a rebel and i like that star wars actually looks at this kind of stuff it's like yeah this would be a problem people aren't just going to jump back into the fray immediately like they have to Think about it and be convinced and told that this is the right thing to do.
0: Yep, yeah, and I like I like with the three clones here. We see we see that PTSD kind of manifesting itself in different ways, right? We have Gregor who definitely has had some kind of a a bit of a psychotic break um, or or suffered some kind of brain damage, yeah. and he's he's a little bit uncontrollable. And you feel for him, because he didn't ask for this. He was no. quite literally bred to do this, and mm-hmm. treated like like a machine, like property. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Talk Wolf.
2: Letting the droids escape so that he could fall on the grenade in yeah. his Clone Wars arc.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got Wolf, who is just he's obviously this kind of grouch. He's... He's very protective of these people who are all that he has, at least he thinks all that he has left. Mm-hmm. And Rex, Rex does appear to be the most well-adjusted.
1: Yeah, for so sure. Far,
0: but he's also, like we were just saying, he he's ready to just put it all down and sit back and relax.
2: Yeah, it's like he, I'm old, though, guys. Like not really, but I'm old. It's <laughs> time. I
0: mean. These clones don't have a lot of time, ultimately, because they do age faster. So, And then you've got Kanan, obviously. Again, instant mistrust. Kanan himself didn't want to join join back with this. We've seen him coming to terms with this just in the last few episodes since they joined the fleet. He's kind of been like, well, let's go back on our own. Let's go do our own thing, as opposed to joining up in an actual war yet again.
2: like this rebellion is sketchy guys we need to get out here
0: again to be fair that's an accurate statement
2: yes it's very (laughs) accurate at this point that that's why they have Bail Organa and Mon Mothma as like the point people because they look great they sound great and they can sell a speech like nobody else
0: all right, well, I mean, getting into the clones themselves, let's move right into that third holocron, the galaxy's populace, where we focus on the characters and relationships highlighted in today's episode. So a little bit of backstory, I think, on some of these clone troopers. Let's. I'll start us off with Wolf, who was known as part of the Wolf Pack with Jedi Master Plo Koon during the Clone Wars. Uh, Wolf surfed directly under Plo Koon. He was the leader of that venerated squad, the Wolfback, which was a part of the 104th Battalion. He even, guys, he lets out a howl when the clones Perfect. attack Cal, Calus and the company. <laughs>
2: yes, that was amazing.
0: <laughs> um, unlike Gregor, he's featured in several arcs throughout the Clone War series.
2: Mm-hmm. Where he is grumpy. He is a grouch to start off with. So this is just like an acceleration of that grumpiness. And next we have poor Gregor. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was featured in only one Clone Wars series arc, but he was a significant part of season five. He was a clone trooper captain in Foxtrot Group, an elite clone commando squad. He was marooned on the planet Abafar after the Battle of Sarish, And then he experienced a little bit of light amnesia. Just chilling on the planet, working in a diner for quite some time until R2D2 and a group of droids reawakened his memories. We basically thought he was dead in that arc because he was in an explosion, a real big explosion, and did not die. And then he turned up in Rebels, and he was really sweet and funny, but also he's he's acting real weird, you guys. He's, he's gone round the twist, as they say as they say
1: <laughs> and next up we've got rex mm-hmm. a great military commander with a vast knowledge of the outer rim mm-hmm. the clone with the most free will by far rex was uh anakin's right hand man and like a brother to ahsoka voice actors ashley Eckstein and d bradley baker were able to record together as ahsoka and rex <laughs> i mean do you want to cry or what just watch the last four episodes of the Clone Wars and see Ahsoka and Rex and see how they handled Order 66. Truly, literally, Flo sometimes tarnishes the Clone Wars because that's not her cup of tea. But let me spill some tea and say, literally, the last four episodes of Clone Wars are absolutely fantastic. So if yeah. you watch anything of Clone Wars, take a glance at those little gems. Yeah. hmm
2: and she's, it's fair to say that the first few seasons of Clone Wars are rough. <laughs> yeah. They, they are rough, but it gets so good at the end and those last episodes. Like, there's a reason I'm weeping openly watching the Rebels for most of the time. <laughs> Next, we've got Kenan and the clones. This is really tough to watch. He has every right to be suspicious of them. Realizing who they were, had to have sent, like, this shockwave throughout his brain, through his nervous system. Like, he could have shut down seeing these mm-hmm. people but instead he pulled his lightsaber out immediately and like moved in front of the other specters to try and protect them, which is, it was so good to see. He loves his fam so much guys. And then I also noticed this, there's that little scene where he's cleaning or checking his lightsaber, making sure it's functional in case he needs to use it. Like he's falling back on these kind of military protocols, like make sure your weapon is okay. Where are your surroundings? Who are Mm -hmm. these people? Like, He's very aware of what's going on, which is really sad to see. Like, please, I hope you can trust each other at some time. Well, why don't we
1: move on to that fourth holocron, Binding the Galaxy Together, where we talk about homages and Easter eggs. Colleen, I know you just spoke, (laughs) but why don't you kick us
2: off? Yes. We've got a lot of Easter eggs in these, which is really fun. These entire
0: two episodes just count as one giant Easter egg, right?
2: Yep. Pretty much. I mean, you've got clone troopers. (laughs) That's the biggest Easter egg is seeing those three come out of the tank and just be like, what's up guys? We're not old. Okay. We are old, but we're still awesome. They are the three ex-Republic Army soldiers. They find them by following Rex's clone number, which is CT7567. Each clone had this kind of birth registration number when they were quote unquote born it's their their ID, basically. It's actually a tattooed on them with, you can't see it though, it's like invisible ink, but if you scanned their arm, you could find their information. Mm. And then we've also got Gregor's number, which is CC5576-39 and Wolf's is CC3636. And CC means clone commander and CT means clone trooper.
0: Why does, why does Gregor have that extra 39?
2: That I'm not sure. It's probably just extra batch number. Okay. Because I think he's younger than because I think that Rex is the oldest, <laughs> quote unquote oldest out of the three of them. And then Wolf and then Gregor. And then the, the I love that tank, you guys. The ATTE, the clone trooper tank. The Juba hunt, though, this part was really fun. It's a lot like the shark hunt in Steven Spielberg's movie Jaws. Mm-hmm. And there's a suspicious looking shark jawbone on the front of the tank outside. Hmm. It's like, oh, interesting, like they're chumming the waters with Zeb in order to get the biggest (laughs) freaking jupa out there. Oh, I love it so much. This one, though, (laughs) if you go inside the tank, you can catch a glimpse of the Padme pinup poster which was supposed to be used in the clone wars tv show anakin would have hated this you guys Mm-mm.
0: well he would have hated anyone else having it he wanted all the copies for himself
2: this is very true yeah there was also a handmaiden version of this pinup poster which was one of padme's handmaidens in their robe <laughs> but like leg showing like oh my god ankle <laughs> scandalous I know,
0: amazing. I love that tank too and I found myself thinking on this rewatch when I saw that tank again. I was like, all right, it's got kind of like a steampunk vibe but also this like patchwork look on it that actually reminded me of like the Lost Boys village in Hook.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: Yes, hey, I, want to, I want
0: the clothes. I want the clothes to be going like roofia out. out.
2: Bang rang. <laughs> Bang rang kanin.
0: Very treehouse looking.
2: Yes, it was really cool. Like Swiss Family Robinson style. Yeah. They're making it work, basically. This, though, I was so confused by this when I first watched Rebels, you guys. Why the F does Gregor have a flying cheeseburger on his tank top? <laughs> because why not? Like, are there cheeseburgers in Star Wars? I guess there are. It's actually. What sort the... of galaxy would not have
0: cheeseburgers?
2: I don't know. I mean, they have Nerf burgers, I guess. <laughs> They have Nerf Burger. I don't know if they have cheese, but they do have Nerf Burgers.
0: They do. The cheese is just blue and green.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. That's milk. It looks delicious. Mm. I can see Luke totally going for a Nerf (laughs) Burger with some blue cheese on it. (laughs) So gross. So, this is actually the logo of the diner where Gregor worked in the Clone Wars during his amnesia arc. And the diner was called Power Sliders. Great name oh my gosh it's just so funny i love it the last one i have is that dave filoni loves japanese kaiju movies the battle between the ad ad and the atte was inspired by dave wanting to see two machines duke it out like giant monsters he said he could have done a 20 minute show just of that
0: oh my god watched it oh yeah
2: yeah i'll watch it hmm <laughs>
0: All right, so one of the little Easter eggs I noticed, sorry about that weapons malfunction when Rex is trying to like smooth things over after they just shot at uh, the (laughs) specters. It's a nice little uh, joke reference to Han on the Death Star saying that uh, slight weapons malfunction, but everything's fine. We're fine here now. How are you guys? How are you? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we start off every show here where we go through our ranks, and there's a little confusion about. Kanan's ranks because Gregor keeps calling him general which Kanan does not like.
2: He was Um, never a general.
0: Yeah he was never a general and he's like oh I'm sorry commander I guess then right? Um, This is a reference. (laughs) So sweet. It was so sweet. This is a reference to the typical ranks that Jedi Knights and their Padawans would carry kind of in the Republic military so Anakin Mm -hmm. was a general. Ahsoka was a commander as his Padawan. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing Kanan was Called Commander at some point, but he was pretty new to to being a Padawan, even at that. He called him at kid that point.
2: a lot in the comics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he ever even got that far as Commander. Um, and then this one, I actually this was like the first time I really noticed this one. Ezra, lining up to take that shot in the middle of the storm with Kanan, kind of whispering in his ear, coaching him through how to use the Force to do this. Very much like Luke and the Death Star in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. That trust your instincts. He even takes off the helmet kind of to make sure that he's not using any of the the mechanical targeting. He's just going on instinct.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my last one is, guys, who doesn't just love a probe droid showing up? Nice <laughs> Everybody loves a probe droid. <laughs> It's always good. It's always interesting. We're always in for a, tr- a little bit of a treat or some kind of an interesting encounter when one of these little Empire Strikes Back guys comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking that this one seems like it's a little bit more savvy. It's got a little bit more intelligence than the than the ones we've seen in the past. It was like hiding and trying to move around a little bit more,
1: mm-hmm.
0: actually gathering some intelligence instead of just like going out in the middle of everything and just being like, oh,
2: cool it's an actual spy droid unlike yes <laughs> i
1: love it all right and i've got two left so the at at walkers in rebels are actually much bigger than the ones from empire strikes back these are a developmental model will Callus get yelled at for getting these precious prototypes destroyed me think so oh, yeah. If,
0: if he had just Kalis shot them it. from orbit then they could have gone and picked up that inquisitor and no problem
2: yeah, nope, he didn't and,
1: want to do that. <laughs> and speaking of Inquisitor, the fifth brother, our new Inquisitor, was based off of unused concept art from The Force Awakens. His race isn't listed on Wikipedia, so he's quite mysterious. Yep, I
2: got nothing, guys. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that up, wraps like, up who is he.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up our homages and Easter eggs. So Colleen, you want to take us to that fifth holocron? Heck yes.
2: Okay, everyone, we're now moving into our fifth holocron, the newbie from Naboo. This is Flo's first time watching Rebels, so we've tasked her with watching the episodes and giving us her questions and some spicy, spicy hot takes for today. Let's find out what our ambassador from Naboo
3: thought about
2: seeing these old friends not forgotten.
3: <laughs> well, they're not my old friends. So I didn't watch Clone Wars. <laughs> I
2: was concerned about that part. I was like, Flo's yeah. probably not going to get hit by
3: this very hard. I was not yeah, hit no, in the but, feels at all. But um, she does talk
0: to us a lot, so we were hoping maybe we rubbed off.
3: Yeah, so here's the thing. I was very happy for anybody who was happy in these episodes. I definitely want to let people enjoy things, and they weren't bad episodes. I just like didn't enjoy them to the amount that I think the showrunners wanted me to enjoy them you know yeah like I just don't have that kind of relationship with the clones so I think I could see how other people would be very very excited it just it wasn't it wasn't me
2: (laughs) that's okay like Like, Flo, look at my friggin' pop for today look at (laughs) you you got
3: grandpa rex he's so cute he's bald (laughs) for anybody who cannot see it it is grandpa rex in a funko (laughs) pop so like to be honest all right anybody who's not watching on youtube sorry but like this is the extent of my notes for two episodes I had like nothing not too
1: much yeah
3: it was weak it was weak because I know you guys saw like a lot of easter eggs probably but I was just like I don't know they're like on some sort of like space caravan with wind (laughs) chimes and they're just like chilling and Hunting, a, a lot of sand. A lot of so sand. Much sand. So much
0: sand. Awesome.
3: So much sand. And as you know, I don't like sand. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just not my jam. Also, like the hunting the thing was like such a side quest. I could not.
2: <laughs>
1: of I course. <laughs> It was another crate dragon. That was your it problem. Was. Isn't it? Oh
3: my God, Sarah, yeah, it was crate another dragon. crate dragon. And yeah. we all know how I feel about the crate dragon plotline in the Mando. So Dude, no, no, thank It doesn't,
0: doesn't make you right, but yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> I mean, it makes me right for me.
2: <laughs> it's very true. I was it's wondering like, that too, Flo. I was like, is Flo going to think this is like the
3: crate dragon? <laughs> yes, it was like, it meant nothing, right? They didn't even keep it. They didn't even eat it. The they kitten, just dropped yeah, it. They had to drop it was it. like this was useless. That
0: was sad. Yeah. That was sad when they had to drop it. I was like, "Varian Very Very it's going to
3: waste." Poor Gregor. I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to eat it, right? Like, there's yeah. probably like some dollars thing. or something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't know. Some, some. I'm sure somebody's going to eat that thing. Um, but also like it's probably gonna turn into jerky because it's so freaking dry out there. So whatever. Yeah, jupa
2: jerky. That sounds kind of yeah, good.
3: exactly. <laughs> all right, so here's my notes. Um, episode three, basically, like right away, even with my limited knowledge, I knew it would be Rex just from like listening to you guys talk. Like I was pretty sure he was the one who was paired up with Ahsoka. So yeah. I was like, all right, probably him. Um honestly, it was like really messed up. For that wolf guy who's like kind of a dick to contact Callus, that was oh, yeah, really effed up. Like, I don't really know why he did that without telling Rex first.
0: They were also really forgiving of him very quickly, really forgiving,
2: really fast. Gotta be be a backstory to why
3: I guess we don't have it yet, but it's gotta be something. Give us the fan fiction right now,
2: working on something else right now. Flo, I
3: know. Team, (laughs) check out Colleen's fan fiction when it drops. We will link it, it's gonna be great. Um, So that wasn't great and then Kanan like clearly being so affected by like his close proximity Mm -hmm. to the clones as he remembered order 66 was really tough to watch Mm -hmm. so that was nice I did appreciate getting that sort of like more depth into Kanan's character that was great I like wasn't 100% like understanding why Ezra was like of course we should trust Ahsoka and of course we should trust like he doesn't know any better like Kanan's like hell no and he's your master, so I don't know. I-, I thought Ezra was a little too trusting. Like, there wasn't that much evidence for him being that trusting. I See, and I liked
1: <laughs> I liked how trusting and open Ezra was. I thought it was a really interesting switch from Master and Padawan in that Ezra is teaching Kanan how to kind of let go and trust again.
3: I mean, mm-hmm. that's fair, but also, like, Kanan was kind of right. Like, Wolf yes. sold him out, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, 100%,
1: 100%. Like, definitely
3: they were right about Rex, but like, I I guess they probably weren't expecting two other people. Like, I think they were just expecting to find the person that Ahsoka was sending them to find Mm -hmm. who Ezra knew he should trust. But then the other two were kind of like loose cannons. Also, like that other guy, Gregor, it was like also weird. I don't know. They were all so weird. Clones are so weird
2: to me. <laughs> the concussion, concussion protocol for Gregor was not handled well. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> it was not at all. Not I at
0: like all. I like Sarah. What you just said though about the uh, the dynamic for Ezra to convince Kanan to trust again, and for Kanan to also kind for Canaan to also be right to an extent.
2: Mm-hmm. It yeah. actually.
0: It wasn't until you just said it, it just reminded me of the, the dynamic they set up in um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Have you guys seen mm-hmm. that one yet?
1: Yes. No, I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's All good. right. Well, Sarah, there's a very similar dynamic. I won't spoil it for you. But yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm it's really looking good.
0: forward to seeing that.
3: All right. So then episode four. Episode four for me was better than episode three. Again, episode three was like so side questy. I couldn't even... To be fair, the first time I watched episode four, I fell asleep. So I had to rewatch. <laughs> so
1: Busted.
3: Sorry, everybody. Make but I it was for a phone. while. I just fell asleep. <laughs> and also I was really tired. So maybe it's not 100% Rebel's fault. Okay. Episode four. Rex was very cute when Esther was like on the big gun and he was like telling him all the controls. It was like, you know, like in movies when grandpa like tries to teach you how to like drive the tractor on the farm. <laughs> That, it was like that, and that was cute, and I liked that. <laughs> okay, so then I was confused, and then I was confused about timeline. Have they not seen at ads before? No. Okay, so they're new. So they've only seen, like, the chicken walkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is why they were like, they're on four legs? Blah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. Well, the clones okay. especially have been, like, isolated. I don't know if the clones have sure. even seen the newer chicken walkers.
3: Yeah, the clones okay. might not have. That's true. Okay, and how did they know that the neck was sensitive?
2: They're good at just kind of visually tact, okay. like tactfully doing. Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're tactical trained Flo. They're Sabine trained also to look for the and Sabine would be good at it too. Just like yeah. finding weak points is one of the things they're supposed to be able to do.
0: And as a former Imperial cadet, she probably could could give insight on that.
1: All right. Yeah, well, Flo. I, don't I don't that. find a weak spot. <laughs> don't find a weak spot in this. It's only in the next. <laughs> it's plate armor spot. all over those
2: at Got it.
3: Got it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was confused about that. Cause I was like, I mean, I obviously know what they are. Why don't you know what they are? And then I like kind of got lost as to like where we see them for the first time. And like, mm-hmm. anyways, so that's that Ezra getting to wear Rex's helmet. was really cool. I was not expecting that. Although he only wore it for like a fraction of a second. Yeah. Like I kind of, and we didn't even get like a really close shot of him. It was like, we saw him from far away and then we saw him taking it off. And it was like, I would have liked a cooler shot of that for some reason. Like, I'm not even they, attached to it, but it felt weird.
1: They kind of do that a lot where Ezra puts on a helmet and then literally the next scene, they're like, "Oh, big reveal, Ezra has emotions.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it was, like, so weird because I don't understand why... He, first of all, I don't really understand why he wanted it besides, like, I know he collects them, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was... I don't think he was going to take it home. I think it was sure. supposed to protect from the sand, which... Obviously, once you take off your helmet, uh, that doesn't happen.
3: (laughs) I just feel like Ezra, not the smartest cookie. (laughs) Uh, Poor little guy. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I feel like the force should be able to go through the helmet. I don't really understand why he had to remove it. So that was kind of silly. But as soon as, like, the force did hit him or whatever, that force theme, like, it gets me every time. When it swells, my heart just goes like, bum, 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 bum. It's so good. It's just so, so good um highlight quote for me in this episode was when rex said this is what we were born to do it was like yeah literally (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah Yeah. you were just born to do this this is what happens on camino so cool 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 so that was kind of funny i like that um the shot of zeb and kanan and ezra jumping on the at-at was amazing it was like Mm -hmm. slow mo superhero shit where they were just like (sighs) anyways loved it (laughs) Um, Okay, and then real talk. Callus has been, like, getting blown up right and left. He got blown up, like, last season in, like, a variety of explosions. He's getting blown up in this... How is he alive?
2: Resilient. (laughs) Yes.
3: Okay, but that that doesn't, like, counteract biology of just, like, having your body blown up.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Ask Vader about that.
3: Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like okay so now I'm like thinking that other Inquisitor guy is dead by the way like for real but like, <laughs> First I did, well they brought in a new guy they brought in a replacement so I'm like all right I guess that guy's not coming back but it's like how does that guy die in a fire and then Callus is getting shot at and like blown up and he's just like nah I'm, I'm chilling also like my,
1: he doesn't even have any robotic limbs. I mean, not does he even. even work for the Empire? I mean,
3: Like, come his on. facial hair isn't even singed. <laughs> he's <laughs> just, like, superpowered Super facial hair. <laughs> I, I just, honestly, it's irresponsible. I don't understand why this is happening. Um, New Inquisitor, very creepy. I guess, like, that's how they hire them. They're just like, you're creepy. You can be an Inquisitor. And then my next question, my last question, Rex is, like, so, super duper old in this. But he's mm-hmm. got the sped-up clone aging, right? yes mm-hmm. okay i was just checking because i was mm-hmm. like how did this guy get so old like how old was this guy during the clone wars because he didn't look that old he looked kind of hot so yeah oh yeah
2: he looks like he's in his 20s in the clone right wars.
3: and now he looks like he's like 75
0: yeah, yeah. they age about it's really sad. T- a, twice as fast maybe a little faster than that uh, as mm-hmm. an average person i think
3: yeah yeah that sucks mm-hmm. yeah it really sucks
2: so, anyways, that was
3: that was my takes on these episodes. I'm looking forward to not being with the clones, hopefully next week. <laughs> and well, although I guess now Rex is there with Ahsoka, so I guess we'll see him more. And again, I'm fine with him. I just like don't care that much. So
0: I can see but, that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have the history of someone in Clone Wars, it's just it's introducing a new character, so you don't have that relationship yet.
3: Right. hundred percent. And like my issue with Clone Wars 2. It's not that I, like, don't like the clones. Like, I can't tell the clones apart. Yeah. So I have, like, yeah. a huge issue with that. So I was like, <laughs> I don't, like, I, I'm not going to, like, read the stupid markings on your helmet, my dude. I don't have that kind of patience. It gets <laughs> well, that's why Ezra
1: has to take it off all the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, I guess. Except for the people under the helmets all look the same in Clone Wars. <laughs> not, <laughs> so once you get
2: going, they all start looking different, which is helpful. Once they okay. start, like, doing different hair and having tattoos and stuff, it's way easier to tell All right, if you say so. I
3: mean, (laughs) I don't know. Well, why
1: don't we move on to our sixth Holocron conjecture at the Cantina, where we ask our questions about the episode and explore some wider Star Wars lore together. Colleen,
2: you want to kick us off? Heck yes. As always, we're going to go into what Dave Filoni and crew had to say about these episodes. Everyone was really excited, except Flo, to get the claws back.
3: (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I love you so much, Flo. It's fine. <laughs>
2: well, it's hard when you don't have seven seasons of a show sure. behind these characters. And even like Wolf and Gregor weren't Cornerstone characters for Clone Wars as much as Rex was. So even that, you're like, oh, okay. These guys are here too. Their voice actor, though, Dee Bradley Baker, I love him. He's a delight. He was challenged by Dave Filoni to make the three clones a little different so that people could tell them apart better, especially just by their voices. Wolf at this point is grumpier, and Gregor has obviously gone off his rocker due to a little bit of shell shock from the mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Dave Filoni also told Rebels Recon host Andy Gutierrez, I was so, so happy to hear this, that Wolf was not the clone who took out Plo Koon in Revenge the Sith. Thank you so much, Dave Filoni. <laughs> I needed that a lot. Because, oh, our poor dude. If he had taken out his general and mentor, that would have been awful. But he's still certainly really paranoid around the Jedi. Callous noting that he's called the Empire a few times with some delusional stories. Like, that's we don't need wild. to listen to this guy. He's he's called in all the time. He, he cries wolf. Wolf cries wolf. Oh, that's good. That's, well, that's great. A good one. I like, I like
1: that. that. Yeah, I like that. Good job, brain.
2: We're
0: working this <laughs> morning. <smart> <laughs> So, I had a question about this, and I've wondered this ever since I saw these episodes the first time. How exactly did these three clones come together? Because we talked earlier that they're all kind of part of different regiments. They're all, they're not, they wouldn't necessarily have naturally been together right at the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say they've all removed their chips. You know, we're not spoiling future Rebels episodes, but spoiler alert for the end of Clone Wars, we do see Rex get his chip removed. Wolf yeah. and Gregor are not there.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, they are not there. <laughs> right. So,
0: And given that we've seen, I don't know if it's been officially confirmed, or if we're all just assuming we've seen what appears to be Rex in the Bad Batch trailer, could this story of these three clones get told in that show?
1: That would be very cool to get that little backstory. I know Flo won't be that interested in it, but it would be interesting to see how the three of them came together for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm and how all of their tips
0: kind of came out. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Rex, please don't have Rex Rex digging in (laughs) their (laughs) brains.
3: Yeah, I think Rex was probably just like, hey, guys, I've got this like space VW like (laughs) bus. Y'all like I need some roommates and just like put out an ad and like space Craigslist. It was just like, come join me.
1: (laughs) Room for rent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Moving room for rent.
3: (laughs) Bring your Mm -hmm. own wind chimes. Oh, yes. So sweet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Give me and that spin off. Yeah. And then anyone else think, like, so they talk about how Wolf has called in a few false alarms around the Jedi, and they talk about how the clones were all decommissioned mm-hmm. when the Empire decided to move on and use stormtroopers. Given that it is the Empire, anyone else think that it would have been more in character for them to, like, just terminate the clones? To be like, all right, this we're was- done with you? Yeah,
1: this was my question as well. I kind of assumed that decommission largely meant wiped out, except for a few of them. But I guess, I guess Rex, Wolf, and Gregor proved that to be not entirely the case. But that was, that was my assumption watching it because it is the Empire. Yeah.
3: It does seem strange that they'd be like, all right, guys, run off now. Like, yeah. no retirement yeah. package for you, but you're fine. Yeah. It just seems like they would have rounded them up and just like blasted mm-hmm. them.
2: A lot of them worked for the Empire after they were decommissioned, mm-hmm. even as trainers for the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they had jobs within the Empire, but they were no longer soldiers. Got it. Which was crap for them because all they wanted to do was be soldiers. Well, so,
3: it's what they were born to do. Yeah. So, so, so is, it, said, yeah.
0: is it when they stopped using the clones to train the stormtroopers that their aim turned to shit? Or is it was- that the clones were like subtly sabotaging by teaching them bad?
2: Hmm. So I think the clones that were loyal to the Empire were loyal. Yeah. To the Empire. Which I think we'll see in the Bad Batch. <laughs> I think yeah. it's going to be real bad, you guys.
0: <laughs> I don't know. And then my one other thought for this episode was with these episodes was just how cool is it to see the Clone Walker take on the Imperial, the Adats, yeah, like the two generations of tech kind of going head to head, especially when the newer generation is so much bigger <laughs> and so much more intimidating yeah absolutely
2: like a squirrel like kind of trying to bat at a, a bobcat or something like what's <laughs> happening but he wins but he wins with some jedi assistance i thought it was really fun I mean, yeah it's, never, it's always cool to see machines beating the crap out of each other
3: it was all no.
1: right <laughs> <laughs> i love you flow <laughs> Speaking of machines, I don't know if we'll get an answer to this further than what we've already seen in the show, but I was surprised on that droid finding Rex on a mover, moving walker. Like, do we know the droid mechanics? Why did it find 7567 and not recognize the other clones? I just don't understand.
2: I would guess Ahsoka had started to program it to find him, maybe. That's my only guess. Like she'd fiddled with it a little bit and was like, well, let's try and find Rex by his number or something. Yeah. I just don't understand. I'm not sure. Okay. Unless she found like a specific tactical droid that knew them really well. Right. I mean, it's wild. a moving
1: walker. Like, it's not an easy thing to find, but okay. Well, moving on. Well,
0: the. Will, I would say the. I mean, the fact that it is a tactical droid like it basically just runs algorithms. So with a couple parameters of Rex's last known location and whatever else you throw in a couple of personality traits that you know about him and things. It's basically, I would say, it calculates that he's probably on that planet. And then you can probably use the ship systems to scan for Either the either some kind of Clone War era tech, or for human human life signs. Effectively, mm. there probably aren't that many on that planet.
1: That's true. That's true. All right, I like that. Um, will Rex's information lead them to like the base in A New Hope, <laughs> or is that like too much of a spoiler that we can't talk about that? Like, I'm just oh. wondering, speculation wise, is it Rex's intel that helps them?
2: I don't remember. It's, an, it's a Jedi temple that's on Yavin 4. I don't remember how they find it, per se. It, it might come from Rex's info, because he's got everything. He's got
0: some info. There's
2: something,
0: Colleen, is there something where there's like a Poe Dameron history with that location, too?
2: Yeah, his family was there, too. Yeah. And in Legends, it's where they do the training for the new Jedi at first. So it is a it's a very powerful location within the Force. Gotcha. But yeah, it would be really cool if Rex's intel was what brought them there. Mm. Mm. My
1: next one is more of like a question that's more of a statement. Did Ahsoka have to be as mysterious as Yoda when she tells Kanan to trust in her friend as opposed to just cutting to the chase and letting Kanan know that her friend is a clone? Like, give Kanan some time to process it instead of smacking him in the face as soon as he arrives. Am I right?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: I also think, I mean, my one defense of her on this, and my heart's not fully in it, I I won't lie, is that if she had told them before that it was a clone, then he just wouldn't have gone. He would have stopped them from leaving and been like, nope, I'm out.
2: Yeah, that's the only reason.
0: And I then guess. Hera would have talked to him and said, look, we trust Ahsoka. She's come through for us. We're, you're yep. going. Yep. And yep. Kanan would have begrudgingly gone.
1: Yep. And, and speaking of going and the clones, where are Wolf and Gregor chilling? Because they're not there with Rex, and their home is now gone. Do we ever find out, or are we not allowed to know?
2: I don't know where they are there.
1: <laughs> they just kind of disappear
2: yeah. <laughs> they don't want to fight yet or right now like they, they they're not interested in going and helping the rebellion so yep. they probably dropped them off somewhere
3: new i mean hopefully wolf is still with gregor because i don't think like gregor could get anywhere by himself at this point no. <laughs> that guy no. is rough no Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Poor
2: mm-hmm. yeah they're his caretakers I'm sure part of the backstory of them getting together is poor Rex and Wolf being like what's up with this guy
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean I like him I think he's funny and like sweet like I take him over Wolf any day Wolf was a dick
2: yep yep Wolf is grumpy yeah
3: I, I don't need that energy in my life give me a Gregor anytime but
1: Well, you know what energy we need? We need you to join us again next week as Ezra decides whether or not to be a freelancer in Rebels Season 2, Episode 5 and (laughs) 6. Until then, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. Check out our website at com, where you can watch all of our episodes. Enjoy Colleen's Book Corner where she's reviewing Star Wars literature and contact us through email and social media. And as always, keep telling other nerdy nights to join us because that really does help. Remember that you can head to theforgottenentertainment.com to check out all of the offerings from the Forgotten Entertainment family, including yet another Star Wars podcast, where Colleen and Anders, along with co-host Daniel and some special guests you may recognize, are examining the films in Star Wars canon. Until next time, giant fishing poles up. And keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.